48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Firefighters in the mainland city of Changsha put out a blaze at engulfed a downtown skyscraper. The government says from tomorrow, all incoming travellers, regardless of where they're from, will be required to be at least double jabbed. And the Cross Harbour swim is to go ahead while the Hong Kong Marathon has been cancelled. Mainland media say a massive fire has engulfed the China Telecom building in downtown Changsha, the capital of Hunan province. Broadcaster CCTV said the intense fire had affected dozens of stories of the skyscraper. The blaze has now reportedly been put out. The fire department says so far there are no casualties. Frank Young has more. An initial photograph released by CCTV showed orange flames searing through the building in a built-up area of the city as black smoke billowed into the sky. A later image shared on social media appeared to show that the flames had subsided as emergency personnel sprayed jets of water onto its charred facade. In a statement on social media, China Telecom said by around 4.30 p.m., the fire at its number two communications tower in Changsha had been extinguished. An unverified video shared on social media appeared to show dozens of people fleeing the building as flaming debris fell from the upper floors. Hong Kong has recorded 8,999 new COVID infections, including 131 imported cases. Health officials also reported 70 more COVID-related deaths, including a four-year-old boy who was chronically ill. Priscilla Ong has more. A chief manager with the hospital authority, Sarah Ho, said the boy tested positive with the coronavirus on September 13th and sought treatment at Tin Shui Wai Hospital two days later due to shortness of breath. He was transferred to Tun Moon Hospital shortly after, but his condition deteriorated suddenly and he passed away on Friday morning. Dr. Ho said the boy had been double-jabbed with the Sinovac vaccine earlier this year and the cause of his death will be investigated by the coroner's court. At present, 2,760 COVID patients are being treated in public hospitals. 51 of them are in critical condition, including 14 who are under intensive care. The Center for Health Protection's Chuang Shuquan noted the daily tally of new infections has gone up slightly from a few days ago, saying the increase may have to do with a long mid-autumn holiday over the weekend. She said authorities have to observe for a longer period before they can decide whether the outbreak has peaked. The government has announced that from tomorrow, all incoming travellers, regardless of where they're from, will be required to be at least double jabbed or to be issued a temporary vaccine pass that's needed to enter most public premises. In a statement, authorities said the requirement applies to those aged 12 or above. People who are deemed unsuitable for vaccination may also be issued the pass if they are able to present a medical exemption certificate. The government had early come under fire for giving people from the mainland, Macau and Taiwan vaccine passes, even if they hadn't been jabbed. Legislator Chan Siu-hung is urging the government to act quickly to prevent a wave of food outlet closures. Catering representative has said that after a three-month rent moratorium ended in July, landlords have been chasing tenants for outstanding payments. Mr Chan told RTHK the government should offer incentives to landlords to defer or reduce rental payments to prevent a domino effect of shops closing down. I have reminded the government that when the rent grace period ends, many shops may face the risk of being forced to shut down since they would be asked to pay for multiple outstanding rents at once. 
The government should not rely on the bill, and after the bill is cassette, do nothing else. They should do something. And I would urge the government to offer tax cuts for landlords, as an example, who are willing to exempt tenants from immediate payment of overdue rents, and to extend its interest-free loan program for the property owners who rely on rent payments. Organisers of the Cross Harbour Swim say they've been given the green light by the government for the race to go ahead on the 23rd of next month. They say there'll be a quota of 1,500 swimmers and they'll have to meet the requirements of the COVID pa- of the vaccine pass and test negative for COVID 48 hours before the event. But the upcoming Standard Chartered Hong Kong Marathon, slated for November, has been cancelled. The Hong Kong Association of Athletics Affiliates, which organises the race, says the event has yet to receive the green light due to Hong Kong's COVID situation. It says it has no choice but to cancel the marathon, given that races and stakeholders may not have enough time to prepare with two months left until the scheduled event. Now the weather, temperatures currently 31 degrees, humidity 62%. Tune to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. President Xi Jinping has told fellow regional leaders at a summit in Uzbekistan that China plans to train 2,000 law enforcement personnel over the next five years from member countries of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, who he said should work together to push the world order in what he described as a more just and rational direction. The regional body, or SCO, comprises China, India, Pakistan, Russia and four Central Asian nations. Priscilla Ong reports. Delivering a speech at the SCO summit in Samarkand, President Xi Jinping told leaders they should work together to promote the development of the international order in a more just and rational direction. He also stressed the need for countries to work together on preventing foreign forces from instigating what he called color revolutions. Mr. Xi then repeated a call for all countries to stop zero-sum games and block politics. The president's comments come a day after he said Beijing is willing to work with Moscow as great powers in his first meeting with Vladimir Putin since Russia launched an attack on Ukraine. Mr. Putin thanked President Xi for his balanced approach to the Ukrainian crisis and acknowledged Beijing's questions and concerns regarding the conflict. Mr. Xi also met Iranian leader Ibrahim Raisi and his Turkish counterpart Recep Tayyip Erdogan in Uzbekistan. During his meeting with Mr. Erdogan, he said political mutual trust between the two sides must be boosted. He also said the two countries should continue to safeguarding international industrial and supply chains, food and energy security. Customs say they have seized about $100 million worth of suspected illicit cigarettes and arrested one man. Department said officers had intercepted a truck and raided containers in Lao Fao San near Tin Soi Wai on Monday. About 39 million cigarettes with a taxable value of about $73 million were discovered. A 60-year-old man has been arrested. A tree expert says rotten roots probably led to a tree falling on top of a school bus this morning in Perth Street. No children were on board at the time and the driver and bus auntie escaped with minor injuries. The bus and a nearby private car were badly damaged. The chief executive of the Conservancy Association is Ken So. The tree's roots have a very serious decay. So uh, actually there's no big root that can uh, provide the anchorage for the tree. And the tree actually is slightly lean to the road 
and the height is maybe over 15 meters. So with that weight and very poor anchorage at the root, eventually the tree fell. If there's some sand wood, when the tree fell, you would hear that some crack crack sounds. But if there's no sand, that means it's completely rotten, it's brittle. In response, the government said the Leisure and Cultural Services Department would complete a thorough investigation into the incident by early October. The LCSD said it had been caring for the tree and that it had not found any signs of decay on the surface of its trunk, branches and roots when officers last inspected it on April the 22nd. The Secretary for Security says it's thought that a dozen people from Hong Kong believed to have fallen prey to human trafficking gangs are still being detained in Southeast Asia. But Chris Tang says they have all had some form of contact with the authorities and are thought to be generally safe. Of the 12 Hong Kongers who have yet to return or whose safety have not been assured, we have contacted them directly or through their family members. At the very least, generally speaking, they are safe, although their personal freedom is limited. We are doing all we can to assist them via different methods. Twelve are thought to have been lured abroad by fake job offers and are being held prisoner while they are forced to take part in so-called Border room scams. Mainland music tutoring platform has shut down, leaving dozens of Hong Kong parents out of pocket as they spent a total of $900,000 on prepaid classes. VIP Paylian was one of the largest online platforms on the mainland, offering classes teaching children to play musical instruments and was endorsed by the well-known Chinese pianist Lang Lang. Federation of Trade Unions, or FTU, said it had received complaints from 33 parents since the platform ceased operations. One of them had prepaid $250,000 for online classes. The FTU's lawmaker Bill Tang says it's difficult to claim back the money as this is a cross-border issue. We are highly concerned of such campaign because I observe the pre-trade service is very high risk. If such service or such company is a cross-bordering, the risk is relatively high. So we urge the government, not only in Hong Kong, but also we hope the mainland China central government can also make the concern on such complaint to protect our consumer and our parents' right. Head of Ukraine's National Police Force says most of the bodies found this week at a mass burial site belong to civilians. The remains of around 450 people were discovered near the northeastern city of Izium, a week after it was retaken from Russian forces. Sergei Levchenko is an advisor to President Zelensky's office. He says it will take time to establish what happened due to the damage caused by the fighting. This is the information we have about mass graves which has to be investigated for sure, but now there is a bad logistical connections because main road connected by bridges and the main roads broken. It will take a few days, I think, to restore a normal connection there. Tajikistan and Kyrgyzstan have blamed each other for clashes on their disputed border that left about 30 people dead or injured. Both countries said heavy weaponry had been used to shell homes and infrastructure. A member of parliament from Norway's Green Party has accused the country of profiteering from the war in Ukraine. The price it receives for oil and gas has risen sharply, tripling its overall income from petroleum to nearly $100 billion, the BBC's Paul Moss reports. 
The Norwegian government is helping its own people who are facing higher gas and electricity bills and today announced further financial help for Norwegian businesses. But now one of its own MPs, Green member Rasmus Hansen, has said the extra cash earned should be given to Ukraine and to help other countries look after Ukrainian refugees. Germany has taken over the local branch of Russia's biggest oil company. Rosneft has a stake in refineries which are used to turn crude oil into petrol, diesel and aeroplane fuel for the east of Germany. It raised fears for the country's oil security. China's economy showed signs of improvement last month with factory output and retail sales beating expectations. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, industrial production grew 4.2% from a year earlier, fastest pace since March. Retail sales, meanwhile, rose 5.4% year-on-year. But Raymond Young, the chief Greater China Economist at ANZ, warns of less encouraging data ahead, citing recent COVID lockdowns on the mainland. More than half the economy depends on surface. The direct impact of COVID lockdown in Chengdu and also in other areas is surface and also consumption, retail sales. In September, we believe that some of the numbers concerning consumption and household spending will not be very good, considering the fact that typically September and October can be regarded as a holiday season traditionally. Because of this COVID control, it doesn't seem to us that this year outlook will be that optimistic. So I believe that the September economic figure, especially in the consumption bit, will be probably very weak. And finally, a study of formation swimming by ducklings and research examining the complexity of legal documents are among the winners at this year's Ig Nobel Prizes. These awards for quirky science are handed out annually by the satirical magazine The Annals of Improbable Research. The BBC's Jonathan Amos has more details. The Ignobles' mantra is that the science they laud should first make you laugh and then make you think. The point is that at first glance the research sounds a bit daft, but when you dig a little deeper you then appreciate the real-world relevance. So a crash test dummy in the shape of a moose seems funny until you realise that in Sweden thousands of these animals are involved in vehicle collisions every year. Likewise, when you hear ice cream is being given to cancer patients, you raise an eyebrow until you learn cold temperatures reduce the inflammation in the mouth that results from some aggressive treatments. The Ignobles have been celebrating such science for 32 years now. Winners get a paper trophy and a cash prize in the form of an old $10 trillion bill from Zimbabwe. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Firefighters in the mainland city of Changsha put out a blaze that engulfed a downtown skyscraper. The government says from tomorrow all incoming travellers, regardless of where they're from, will be required to be at least double jabbed. And the Cross Harbour Swim is to go ahead, while the Hong Kong Marathon has been cancelled. And that's the news from RTHK. <laughs> RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time and a very good evening to you if you've had an especially hard day today or even a hard week then 
Here's a chance to just relax for 45 minutes when we play music for you from the good old days. And if you'd like a song tonight, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. First one to feature is a great oldie from Dean Martin. Tender kiss At one stolen night of bliss One girl, one boy Some grief, some joy Memories are made of this Don't forget a small moonbeam In lightly with a dream Your lips and mine Two sips of wine Memories are made of this September, that September. 